With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Hey, it's Mike. So the religious dystopia, no one versus belief. Where is a decent peroxide? Man, I get this ingrown toenail, my big toe that. Just keeps. I gotta see a doctor about this one. This one just keeps. Every time I think I got it solved, it comes back. It's like growing in there somewhere awkwardly. That's pussing up. Yeah, it is. Anyways, it is old religion dystopia, and I am going to try to reduce my reading. It's it's been a heck of a struggle, huh? This past week, uh, that has something to do with all the witchcraft going on and the sorcery, the devils and the demons. And then we'll start reading. Got a willy. Chapter three of uh first second chronicles. Reading about Solomon and Learned that well, at least I learned, maybe you already knew that, but I never but bothered to look. Hiram and Hiram are the same person, so Hiram, the Freebases, exploit with their mind control cult, responsible for a lot of the, the evil of this world, but they're not alone because just like all the other occult societies that are governed over Rome and the high priests of witchcraft and sorcery of this world. Uh, They're just a cog, a uh, spoke in the wheel, let's just say. Dear Heavenly Father, Almighty God, true and living God, uh, thank you for everything you give me. That I've had this time alone to read, to serve you. Thank you for the blessings you've given me. And uh, just the time to be with you, God. In truth, I'm not alone, God. Outside of uh, 
the ornery fish that I have. And the birds. More importantly, I have you, God, and I have my Lord, Savior, Jesus Christ. And I just want to say thank you for Jesus. And I want to say thank you for the Holy Spirit. And I ask you that you bless me with the Holy Ghost, that it would be with me as I read. And throughout this home and throughout this uh, uh, the yard and the whole neighborhood, God, please protect our loved ones and their mighty angels to protect them and keep them from any harm. God, allow our, our loved ones like my son to be blessed, that they will be blessed a thousandfold more than we were. God, we need your help. We need all of your armor. We need to understand fully the spiritual war that we're under and also the grace that we're under and other, the fact that what Jesus has done for us. And as we read this, help, to keep, help us to keep this in mind, what you've done for us. Thank you, God. Then Solomon began to build the house of the Lord at Jerusalem, in the Mount of Moriah, where the Lord appeared unto David, his father, in the place that David had prepared in the threshing floor of Ornan, the Jebusite. And he began to build in the second day of the second month on the fourth year of his reign. Two, two, four. Whatever that means. It means anything. Now these are the things wherein Solomon was instructed for the building of the house of God. The length by the cubits after the first measure was three score cubits, and the breadth twenty cubits. The porch was in the front of the house. The length of it was according to the breadth of the house, twenty cubits. And the height there was... the height was 120, and he overlaid it with pure gold. Well, let me tell you something. That would be a lot of gold. And the, the, the greater house he sealed with fir trees, which he overlaid with fine gold, and set there on palm trees and chains. And he garnished the house with precious stones for beauty, and the gold was gold of parvaeum. Parvaeum. And I just want to see something. Let's go back to uh, Genesis 2. It talks about the place called Havgalah, where there is gold. So apparently, 
gold has some kind of importance beyond just, you know, the pragmatic uh, side of things or the, uh, whether it's the use because of how pliable it is, but also um, that apparently God has some, there's something to it, to God. Or else why would it be brought up to the very beginning of the book and 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 I know it sounds kind of strange and naive coming from me, but I've never been all that really fascinated by gold, so or things of this those sort of things in this world. So for me, I find it interesting the importance of gold in the Word of God. So anyways, well, I guess I'm so distracted. I think part of the problem is I just want to get into the New Testament, but I know I'd like, I I have to be honest with you, I'm not all that passionate about the Old Testament, but I know it's it's important to read. It's not as important, I think, than to read the, the New Testament, but it's there to kind of put the all the, the picture together of the, uh, in particular of the fallen state of man and the desperate need for a savior. So, although, uh, I think a lot of people misunderstand the message that it's somehow we're supposed to become some kind of religious nuts and worry about such things. You know, if God were to call it to come to you and say, hey, so-and-so, this is what I want you to do, and he wanted you to build a temple that was made of gold, that's one thing. Because so, he'll make it happen. He's just using you as a tool to make it happen. But we should know by now that the temple is us. The Holy Spirit dwells within us. It's for us. It's not for some building. So for me, it's tedious to do this, but I have to do this for numerous reasons. And one is to uh, just, you know, to solidify that I've read the whole book all the way through, like so many other Christians who have not, uh, just to do it, and uh, I guess to say that I've done it. And please God, with the hope that this might benefit somebody else. But uh, it must have been one heck of a sight that the original temple, the Solomon's temple, David's temple, that Solomon built, really. Which is God's temple, the house of God. But anyways, it's one of those so anyways, we should get back into this. So he overlaid also the house, the beams, the posts, and the walls thereof, and the doors thereof, with gold, engraved cherubims on the walls. I just wonder that, you know, it's, it's already, you get this sense, at least I get this sense that, all right, just from the get-go, things started getting all idolatrous. I'm not saying, God, that it, you know, but 
What's you know? I know it's important to know that there are cherubims in their garden because God, you know, brought it up. But to put cherubims over the wall, or isn't that like engraving images? And anyway, I don't know. And he made the most holy house and length thereof was according to the breadth of the house twenty cubits and the breadth thereof twenty cubits. And he overlaid it with fine gold and accounting of six hundred talents. And the weight of the nails was 50 shekels of gold, and he overlaid the upper chamber with gold. So it was nothing but gold. And the most holy house, he made two cherubims of image work and overlaid them with gold. And the wings of the cherubims were 20 cubits long, and one wing of the cherubim was five cubits, and reaching to the wall of the house, and the other wings was like wise five cubits and reaching to the wings wing of the other cherubim or cherubim cherub 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 that's what it is cherub and the wing of the other cherub was Five cubits reaching to the wall of the house, and one wing was five cubits, uh, so joining the wings of the other cherub. And the wings of the cherubims uh, spread themselves for twenty cubits, and they stood on their feet, and their face were inward. And he made the veil of the blue, and purple, and crimson, and fine linen, and wrought cherubims thereon. Also, he made before the two pillars of 30 and 5 cubits high, and the chapter was a chapter that was on the top of each of them was 5 cubits. And he made chains and in the oracle and put them on the heads of the pillars and made a hundred pomegranates, made of a hundred pomegranates and put them on the chains. And he reared up the pillars before the temple, one on the right hand and the other on the left, and called the name of the right hand Jacob and the other one Boaz. Jacob Jacob and Boaz. He reared up the pillars before the temple, one on the right hand and the other on the left, and called the names. The right hand, Jacob, and the left hand, Boaz. Hmm. And moreover, he made an altar of brass, and twenty cubits in length thereof, and twenty cubits of the breadth thereof, and ten cubits of the height thereof, and he made a molten sea of ten cubits from the brim to brim, round in compass, five cubits in height thereof, and, and a line of thirty cubits to compass it round about. And under it was similitude of oxen, which did compass it round about ten and a cubit uh, compassing and the sea round about it. Two rows of oxen were cast when it was cast and it stood up 20 oxen. It stood upon 20 oxen. Uh, 
excuse me, 12 oxen, stood upon 12 oxen, three looking towards the north, three looking towards the west, three looking towards the south, and three looking towards the east. And the sea was set above upon them, and all their hinder parts were inward. And the thickness of it was an hand-width breadth, and the brim of it like the work of brim of a cup, and with flowers of lilies, and it received and held 3,000 baths. He made also ten uh, lavers and put five in the right hand and five in the left uh, to wash in them such things as they offered for burnt offerings. They washed in them, but the sea was for the priest to wash in. And he made ten candlesticks of gold according to their form and set them in the temple, five in the right hand and five on the left. And he made also ten tables and placed them in the temple, five on the right side and five on the left. And he made a hundred basins of gold. Furthermore, he made the court of the priests, the great court, doors of the court, and overlaid the doors of them with brass. And he set the sea on the right side and the east end and over against the south. And Hiram made the pots and the shovels and the basins, and Hiram finished the work that he was to make for Solomon for the house of God. To wit, the two pillars and the pummels and the chipeters or kepeters, which were on the top of the two pillars, uh-huh. With wreaths on the cover, the two pummels of the capitures or chapters, which were on the top of the pillars, four hundred pomegranates on the two wreaths, two rows of pomegranates on each wreath to cover the two pummels of the chapters which were upon the pillars. He made also bases, and lavers made he upon the bases, one sea and twelve oxen under it, and the pots also, and the shovels and the flesh hooks, all their instruments did Hiram, or Hiram, his father, make to King Solomon for the house of the Lord of bright brass. In the plain of Jordan did the king cast them in the clay ground between Sukkoth and Zered Athah. Thus Solomon made all these vessels of great abundance for the weight of the brass could not be found out. And Solomon made all the vessels that were for the house of the Lord, for God, house of God, and the golden altar also. And the tables were on the showbread was set. Moreover, the candlesticks with their lamps, that they should burn 
after the manner before the oracle of pure gold. And the flowers and the lamps and the tongs made he of gold, and that perfect gold. And the snuffers and the basins and the spoons and the censers and the of pure gold. And they enter their house and enter doors thereof for the most holy place in the door of the house of the temple were of gold. Thus all the work of Solomon made the house of the Lord was finished. And Solomon brought in all the things that David his father had dedicated, the silver and the gold and all the instruments put he among the treasures of the house of God. And Solomon assembled the elders of Israel and all the heads of the tribes and the chief of the fathers of the children of Israel unto Jerusalem to bring up the ark of the covenant of the Lord out of the city of David, which is Zion. Wherefore, all the men of Israel assembled themselves unto the king in the feast which was in the seventh month. And all the elders of Israel came, and the Levites took up the ark. And they burnt up the ark. And the, excuse me, they, burnt up, they brought up the ark and the tabernacle of the congregation and all the holy vessels that were in the tabernacle. These did the priests and the Levites bring up. Also King Solomon and all the congregation of Israel that were assembled unto him before the ark, sacrificed sheep and oxen, which put which could not be told nor numbered for the multi, for multitude. And the priest brought in the ark of the covenant of the Lord unto his place, to the oracle of the house, and to the most holy place, even under the wings of the cherubims. And the cherubims spread forth their wings over the place of the ark, and the cherubims covered the ark and the stave thereof above. And they drew out the staves of the ark, and the end of the staves were seen from the ark before the oracle, but they were not seen without. And there it is unto this day. At least suppose at that time, I guess, right? There is nothing in the ark save the two tables which Moses put therein at Horeb when the Lord made a covenant with the children of Israel when they came out of Egypt. And it came to pass that when the priests were come out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not then wait by course. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthan, Judathan, when their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having symbols and solstries uh, and harps, stood at the end, east end of the altar with them, and hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. Hmm, of a spectacle. And it came. It came even to pass, as the trumpeters and the singers were as one, to make one sound to be heard 
and praising and thanking the Lord when they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of music to, and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for he his mercy endureth forever. That then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord. So that the priests could not stand to minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house of God. And then said Solomon, The Lord hath said that he would dwell in the thick darkness, but I have built a house of habitation for thee, a place for thy dwelling forever. And the king turned his face and blessed the whole congregation of Israel. And all of the congregation of Israel stood. And he said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, who hath with his hands fulfilled that which he spake with his mouth to my father David, saying, Since the day that I brought forth my people out of the land of Egypt, I chose no city among all the tribes of Israel to build a house in, that my name might be there. Neither chose I any man to be a ruler over my people Israel. But I have chosen Jerusalem that my name might be there, and have chosen David to be over my people Israel. Now it was in the heart of David, my father, to build a house for the name of the Lord, God of Israel. But the Lord said to David, my father, for as much as it was in thine heart to build an house for my name, thou didst well that it was thou didst well that it, it was in thine heart, notwithstanding thou shalt not build the house, but thy son which shall come forth out of thy loins, he shall build the house of my name for my name. The Lord, therefore, hath performed his word that he hath spoken. For I am risen up in the room of David, my father, and am set on the throne of Israel, as the Lord promised, and have built the house for the name of the Lord God for, of Israel. And in it have I put the ark, wherein the covenant of the Lord that he made with the children of Israel. He, and he stood before the altar of the Lord in the presence of all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands. For Solomon had made a brazen scuffled, scaffold of five cubits long and five cubits broad and three cubits high and had set in it it in the midst of the court, and upon it he stood and kneeled down upon his knees before all the congregation of Israel and spread forth his hands towards heaven and said, O Lord God of Israel, there is no God like thee in the heaven nor in the earth which keepeth covenant, keepeth covenant and showeth mercy unto thy servants that walk before thee with all their hearts. Though thou which hast kept with thy servant David my father, that which thou hast promised him, and spakest with thy mouth, 
and has fulfilled it with thine hand, as it is this day. Now, therefore, O Lord God of Israel, keep with thy servant David, my father, that which thou hast promised him, saying, There shalt not fail thee a man in my sight to sit upon the throne of Israel, yet so that thy children take heed to their way to walk in my law as thou hast walked before me. Now then, O Lord God of Israel, let thy word be verified, which thou hast spoken unto thy servant David. But will God in very deed dwell with men on the, on the earth? Behold, heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain thee, how much less this house which I have built. Have respect, therefore, to the prayer of thy servant and to his supplication, O Lord my God, to hearken unto the cry and the prayer which thou servant prayeth before thee, that thine eyes may be open upon this house day and night, upon the place whereof thou hast said that thou wouldest put thy name there, to hearken unto the prayer which thy servant prayeth towards this place. Hearken, therefore, unto the supplications of thy servant. And of thy people Israel, which they shall make towards this place. Hear thou from thy dwelling place, even from heaven, and when thou hearest, forgive. If a man sin against his neighbor, and an oath be laid upon him to make him swear, and the oath come before thine altar in this day, this house, then hear thou from heaven, and do and judge thy servants by requiting the wicked, by re recompensing his way upon his own head, by justifying the righteous, by giving him according to his righteousness. If and if thy people Israel be put to the worst before the enemy, because they have sinned against thee, and shall return and confess thy name, and pray and make supplication before thee in this house, then hear thou from heaven, from the heavens, and forgive the sin of thy people, of thy people Israel, and bring them again unto the land which thou gavest to them and to their fathers. And when the heaven is shut up, and there is not rain, no rain, because they have sinned against thee, yet if they pray towards this place and confess thy name and turn from their sin, when thou doest afflict them, then hear thou from heaven and forgive the sin of thy servants and of thy people, Israel, when thou hast taught them the good way wherein they should walk. Send rain upon thy land, which thou hast given unto thy people for an inheritance. If there be dearth in the land, if there be pestilence, if there be blasting, or mildew, or locusts, or 
caterpillars, if their their enemies besiege them in the cities of their land, whatsoever sore or whatsoever sickness there be, then what prayer or what supplication soever shall be made of any man or of all thy people, Israel, when every one shall know his own sore and his own grief, and shall spread forth his hands in his house. Then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place, and forgive, and render unto every man according unto his ways, whose heart thou knowest, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men, that they may fear thee, and to walk in thy ways, so long as they live in the land which thou gavest unto our fathers. Moreover, concerning the stranger, which is not of thy people, Israel, but is come from a far, a far country for thy great name's sake, and they, thy mighty hand and thy stretched out arm, if they come and pray in this house, then hear thou from the heavens, even from thy dwelling place, and do according to all that the stranger calleth to thee, for that all people of the earth may know that thy name and fear thee, as doth thy people Israel, and may know that this house which I have built is called by thy name. If thy people go out to war against their enemies, by the way that thou shalt send them, and they pray unto thee towards this city which thou hast chosen, and the house which I have built for thy name, then hear thou from the heavens their prayer and their supplication, and maintain their cause. If they sin against thee, for there is no man which sinneth not, and thou be angry with them, and deliver them over before their enemies, and they carry them away captive into the land of far off or near. Yet if they bethink themselves in the land, whether they are carried captive, or turn and pray unto thee in the land of their captivity, saying, We have sinned, and we have done amiss, and have dwelt wickedly. If they return to thee with all their heart and with all their soul, in the land of their captivity, whether they have carried them captives, pray towards their woodland, which thou gavest unto their fathers, and towards the city which thou hast chosen, and towards the house which I have built for thy name. Then hear thou from the heavens, and even from thy dwelling place, and they pray, their prayer and their supplication and maintain their cause, and forgive thy people which have sinned against thee. Now, my God, let, I beseech thee, thine eye, eyes be upon, and let thy ears be attent unto the prayer that is made in this place. Now, therefore, arise, O Lord God, into thy resting place, thou and the ark of thy strength. Let thy priest, O Lord God, be clothed with salvation, and let thy saints rejoice in goodness. O Lord God, turn not away the face of thy anointed. 
Remember the mercies of David, thy servant. Now when Solomon had made an end of, of praying, the fire came down from heaven and consumed the burnt offering and the sacrifices, and the glory of the Lord filled the house. And the priest could not enter into the house of the Lord because the glory of the Lord had filled the Lord's house. And when all the children of Israel saw how the fire came down and the glory of the Lord upon the house, and they bowed themselves, they bowed themselves with their uh, faces to the ground upon the pavement and worshipped and praised the Lord, saying, For he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. And the king said, the king and all the people offer sacrifice before the Lord. All right. That might be my friend. Hello? Yes, uh, Michael, this is Scott Hensler. Scott Hensler. Oh, hey, Scott. <laughs> Hold on a second here. I was actually just I was just reading out of uh, uh, Second Chronicles here. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.